The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond. Beyond. Beyond! Beyond! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 405. I'm your host for the day, Marty Sleva. Max Scoville and Andrew Goldfarb are dead on the streets of Cologne, Germany. That's right. They're or, there for Gamescom. Oh, they're not dead. No, they're, they're alive. They're Sony, Sony, Sony's presence is dead in, in, Sony's on the streets of Gamescom. Uh, that is fine, because instead we have two incredible guests and Brian Altano. Joining me to my left is, <laughs> making her beyond return, Megan Sullivan. What's up, everybody? Megan, this is a good episode for you to be on. We're going to be talking about a lot of Final Fantasy. Uh, Brian Altano. And of course, Jared Petty. I still lack a catchphrase. You don't need it. You don't need it. If you say that one enough, that will be it. That will become my catchphrase. Yeah, that's how it works. I was thinking like, you know, Yo Boogie. Um, Yo Boogie. Yo Damn. Boogie. Yo Boogie. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, All right. If you if you notice the bounce rate from this episode, everyone stop listening. Right Yo there. Boogie. Yo, Yo Boogie. Boogie really, Yo Boogie. Yo Boogie really offended them. Um, uh, that's my, that's my favorite canceled rare game. Yo Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have what a lot about of, your? Fr- oh, sorry. Go damn ahead. it, Jared. Damn Jared, it. we, we got to get through the intro. <laughs> we got to get the intro. Then it's and then open talk, waters. And then you can talk about jetpack and snake rattle and roll. <laughs> no, you want. not gonna do it. Not gonna uh, do it. We have a lot of things to talk about this episode. Uh, Pre Gamescom, it is uh, Final Fantasy XII, possibly getting a remake, remaster, or maybe it's just lies. All right, we're gonna cut your mic because that's not the noise you make to Final Fantasy XII. All right, it's a real, it's a real big, it's a real good game. Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, Final Fantasy VII, some changes that might be in the remake. Uh, talk why don't we just talk about all the Final Fantasies? We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about Final Fantasy One. We yep. could. That's that a, a real, game. That was a real good game. Uh, we're also gonna talk about the fact that uh, the God, the Konami drama just keeps getting so much better. <laughs> yeah, so much, yep. and so much better. By better, you mean terrible and sad. Oh yeah, it's a debacle. Uh, yeah. And then we're also gonna touch on how rad the uh, PlayStation Plus lineup is for August and uh, some of the cool games coming out this month. Hooray! We did it. Um, so yeah, starting off, Final Fantasy Twelve. Uh, earlier this week. Uh, it was reported that at a Distant Worlds uh, concert, uh, the conductor, Arnie Roth, uh, sort of said that they are working on, I believe the exact phrasing was a remake of the PS2 classic. When did he just yell this Turing concert? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, what com- that, that's what conductors like do, right? this amazing crescendo of sound, and he's just like, and we're remaking Final Fantasy I love that square PR people are just like freaking out, like, that's not what was supposed to happen. Did they rush the stage and just drag him out? Drag him carry him off. So just, like, you just notice a bullet going, it's like, oh, God, what happened? But then, you know, everyone's freaking out, like, this is weird because this is sort of the black sheep of recent Final Fantasy games. Or uh-huh. it's, it's divisive. It's it is. Divisive. It's and very divisive. People love it or they hate it. There is no in between. And yeah. by divisive, you mean beloved by the right-minded. That's yeah. why Jared's on. Right. So, so many <laughs> wrong. Mm. I don't uh, even know where to start. So we're gonna we're gonna get into the game in a second. But uh, Square uh, updated the story. They should, uh, the conductor uh, issued a statement on the Facebook page that said, in response to comments posted by fans, I want to rectify a statement made on stage Saturday night during the Distance Worlds uh, concert. Music from Final Fantasy. Where is it? Oh, uh, right. Following nice conversations place. with uh, composer Sakamoto regarding new concert arrangements of the music of Final Fantasy XII, regrettably, the term remake was used in error during one of the announcements that took place on stage at the concert. We sincerely regret any confusion. So this it did take place on stage. It was yeah. on stage. That is yeah. a bizarre so place to They just the apologized for saying remake. They didn't apologize for saying for Re- anything about remaster. remastered. Which back mm, in 2013, yeah. Yoshinori Kitase mm-hmm. hinted at. They said, if, or he said, that if Final Fantasy X HD remastered, Sold enough copies, they would love to make mm-hmm. Final Fantasy XII remastered. Yeah. And then we didn't hear anything again until yeah. 
Until this, Until this, this impossible league mm-hmm. And that's a fascinating turn of phrase there, because I think this is a game that really would benefit from a, a remake more than a remaster. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. A remaster would be fine to pretty it up, but Final Fantasy XII is a game full of good ideas, some of which are poorly executed on. I, yeah. I feel like a another gloss of polish, sort of like some of the same folks that worked on this, worked on uh, the original Tactics Ogre and mm-hmm. then went on to make the remastered Tactics Ogre Let Us Clean Together. Yep. Final Fantasy, right. They, they yep. could Another pass mm-hmm. turned Tactics Ogre from a pretty neat game with some neat ideas and some problems into a masterpiece. I feel like there's a kernel of a tremendous RPG in Final Fantasy well, XII. Well, you, you know the backstory, right? Yeah. The but whole Matsunu, backstory with, with Matsunero yeah. had a nervous meltdown and basically got into a fight with management because they wanted to add characters who weren't supposed to be in the game, like really? Bon and Pinello. And oh, it was this whole drama where the game had been going on. The, the development was like years oh, in. Years. It yeah. cost millions, like $35 million. And Matsuno had gotten into a fight with upper management because they said, hey, you don't have enough pretty anime boys in this game. Mm-hmm. You There's need one to thing add, Final Fantasy needs, pretty anime more boys. more spiky hair and zippers and pretty <laughs> yeah. boys running around. And yep. so Matsuno, who's known to do Tactics Ogre and Final Fantasy Tactics, and he's very thematically and mechanically sophisticated games, was like, not really. I mm-hmm. kind of want to make a more mature main character. It was either supposed to be Balthier or Bosch. There's it was supposed some to be disagreement. The actual, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was supposed to be the actual hero. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, you've got to throw in Vaughn and his pretty girlfriend, Pinello. Yep. And so when you start off in the game, you're like, I don't understand this main character and why they're so lame. And neither do they. Yep. And neither mm-hmm. do they. Yeah. They were shoehorned in. And about a third to halfway through development, Matsuno was like, I'm out. Just I, pe- yeah, I, I yeah, just walked out. away. I can't do this. Basically walked away. Ostensibly, it was for... I can't say words. Yeah. It was basically, oh, I'm sick. I'm stressed out. Yeah. So really, it was probably... A, it was like, I can't deal with this anymore. Yeah, yeah. Creative differences. Yeah, Cre- yeah. Exactly. creative yeah. differences. And so there is a kernel of brilliance in the story and the mechanics, mm-hmm. but it falls apart because basically the person who wrote and directed and designed all the tactics... The, the story falls apart. I feel like the mechanics are pretty sound. The, the mechanics are good throughout. If mm-hmm. you like that sort of thing, if you like the gamut system and you don't mind walking away from a game... Like literally putting mm-hmm. down the controller and be like, "Well, my characters know what to do. I'm I'm off," which people reportedly did. When I they actually went. do love that. I uh, love yeah. the fact that yeah, Why it reminds like me. That? It reminds me a little bit of it's the the few things I like about MMOs in like World of Warcraft, but just streamlined into a single player experience. Yep. Um, I like setting up. You know, it's almost like a strategy game where I I put in the work beforehand, and then when I watch a battle unfold, I'm like seeing the the. You know the the efforts. That's what I liked about it too, actually, and that it reminded me in some ways almost of old turn-based RPGs, which is the same way. You're doing all your work ahead of time, mm-hmm. and then once you get to a turn-based system, not even an active time battle thing, but it's just kind of like, well, it's going to play out. And it's, as long as you make a couple of smart decisions, right. it's going to play out well based on the work you've already put into it. That's mm-hmm. what I liked about it. I, I really enjoyed that. I also liked the, hey, I see a guy over there, and I don't have to go fool with him. That Chrono Trigger Earthbound thing, where it's like, well, yeah. there's a dude over there. I don't want to fool with him right now. I'm yeah. going to go this way. So, yeah. This would be, again, I mean, if this thing is real, I would love to replay this game on Vita. I think this would be a perfect candidate for a game that, I mean, you are right. A lot of the game, you sort of turn you turn your brain off a little bit. And uh, I wouldn't mind having this be a thing that I have on a handheld while I'm also watching a TV show. Or, I, yeah. Could, yeah. I could get yeah. behind the argument it would make a good Vita game mm-hmm. because you can. You could just set your gambits and then mm-hmm. you could be like, all right, cool, I'll go do something else mm-hmm. and then I'll come back. And this boss is beaten. But because it wasn't, really an MMO. It tried to be both things. It tried to be an offline yeah. MMO. Mm-hmm. And that didn't, for me, that didn't work. Either commit and be an MMO and be a strategy game in line with mm-hmm. Final Fantasy Tactics or, you know, go with the, the more traditional main series, mm-hmm. but it wanted to do everything. And it, it's like it couldn't figure out what it wanted to do, yeah. for me, at least. Yeah, and it also didn't help that the story is a complete grease fire. Because yeah, of what happened, it's, it's you're just like, fire. you know, it's fire grease. It, yeah. it is, you know, and yet somehow still makes more sense than Final Fantasy VII's narrative. Plus, but. some of the mechanics, like, you want to get this, like, really powerful spear, but if you open the wrong chest in the wrong area, you don't get it. Like, yeah. there were conditions that mm-hmm. made no sense. Well, yeah, basically, yeah. it was designed to, you have to buy a game guide in order to get through this game. That's stupid. Dude, Square, Square, Shh, did, a, a, Square did a lot of that. <laughs> that's that's what keeps me employed. <laughs> hey, you, you, don't don't buy, you don't have to buy our guides. You just, just click and watch, watch a dumb ad that pops up every once in a while, unless you're an IGN Prime member. Yeah, and you don't, don't have to watch um, the ad. Yeah, right. no, there was a, there was a real... Dark days for strategy guides back then. I remember the, uh, I think it was the Final Fantasy IX strategy guide that uh, was pretty much 
broken in half, mm-hmm. and you get to the end of something in the in the actual strategy guide that you bought. It's like go on the website and read the rest of it. And I'm like, this was like, <laughs> I think it was like dial up internet and everything. And I didn't mm-hmm. have a computer in my room. And I'm like, what, what? is happening? I, I bought this for $15. Like, tell me how to kill this monkey man. I don't know yeah. if there's a monkey man in the game. I'm sure no, there was. If somewhere. there was, he, he deserved to die. Monkey man's attack. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think of the main villain's name. Wasn't he kind of a monkey man? Or maybe I'm thinking of a... What was that? Someone with an R? Someone with a K? No, I don't know. Monkey man's... Ricky the gorilla. What about... Oh, Ricky the chimp. (laughs) Ricky the chimp. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to Fishman's. Yeah, I don't do. I don't want to talk about Fishman's. Yeah, Fishman's. Yeah. Are, are they Fishman or Fishman's? Uh, it's, it's why can't it be both? Well, I was playing a Tree Two that the other day, and it's suddenly like it says Fishman's attack, and I was like, oh, oh that's that's, not, that's that's amusing. I don't know. That's not. Fishman was actually a pretty kick butt uh, villain. Yeah. Like yeah. he was, he was Monkey Man. I don't think he was Monkey Man. Wasn't oh. the main character? The main character the was a Monkey tail? Man. He no, had a real tail. Oh, okay. Town was very confused right now. Yeah, I feel like we're, <laughs> we're kind of lost in the, in the, yeah. in the jungle on this one. Ah, well, Monkey there Man we go. Have you that. played any of the Final Fantasy games, Brian? Or yes, no? but I haven't played 12. 12 is way way beyond when I gave up on uh-huh. this. <laughs> <Look at> that. <laughs> Uh, I have a confession to make. I got way into Crystal Chronicles. <laughs> you Is really that weird? Do you like buckets? Awesome. No, I had yeah. A, yeah, I had a bunch of friends uh, who just had like we had all just happened to be living near each other at the same time, and we would get together with like a big handle of rum and just stay up <laughs> making rum and cokes and and playing Crystal Chronicles till like two or three o'clock. That sounds like a great that evening. Is that the one? Did it use the GBA? Or it used was GBAs. It? Yeah. it was a GameCube game. Yeah, um, and it was not not a good game, but it was just a fun multiplayer. game. Yeah. To have like those octopus arm wires coming out of that. Mm-hmm. That was that and that really cool Pac-Man game used that, that game too. Was great. Yeah, yeah. Four Swords, was it? Was, yeah. Uh, Four Swords used that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, was actually hoping we'd see more stuff like that when they announced the connectivity with the Vita, but mm-hmm. uh, apparently a lot of people don't want to sit around a television <laughs> holding well, little handheld devices. Also, they would have one, one of them has to carry a bucket the entire time, <laughs> and, and they'd have had to have sold more than seven Vita too. That's I mean, true. That, yeah, that would have helped. True. Half of the Vita audience is right in this room right now. Yeah. Um, moving on to uh, another Final Fantasy game and more Final Fantasy news. Um, they, uh, the Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, we keep getting these little details about what's actually going to change and uh, sort of what's going to stay the same. But one of the big things that came out uh, over the weekend was that uh, there are going to be drastic changes to the combat system. And uh, didn't go into more detail than that, but I sort of just wanted to open that up to what do you think that means? Do you think that means keeping I, I think ATP Marty, or is this going into more action? Right I now? think, Marty, that means that we're living in a material world and I am a material girl. That's what I think it means. Um, that's that's my answer there. So, I'm, not, I'm not going back to the mic until you rectify this. <laughs> I don't think I can. Yeah. That's okay. If, if there are no. two polar opposite points in the universe, it is you <laughs> and Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think that um, that the traditional ATB system is probably going to be replaced, if nothing else, because of you know they're, they're shaping this game and its previous system kind of like beautiful CG remaster. Mm-hmm. It's going to be this lovely thing, and I think maybe the the fact that you know Final Fantasy VII used like three different perspectives in the game. You had like the funny little cartoon fat people and then you had the better done CG and then you had the little sprite people and they were always jumping back and forth between them. I think they're going to go for a much more unified look this time. And that may not be conducive to the kind of like zoom in random encounter ATB system that you saw before. So I think it's possible you might have map based combat again where you're just seeing people and the combat takes place right there in the same scene that you're walking Mm -hmm. around in as opposed to get any kind of zoom in zoom out situation. Uh, I think that you might see something more like what um, what Triace did with uh, Final Fantasy thirteen three mm-hmm. um, in Lightning Returns, where you've got this kind of rhythmic uh, switch around battle system going yeah. on. Something that's a little that that game was effectively Mike Tyson's Punch Out with RPG stats uh, and oh, uh, and a dumb story, real dumb story. Uh, yeah, and a real dumb story. Uh, maybe something more like that, where you're you're constantly filtering in and out. I, I'm suspecting something a little more along this this line that we're getting in some JRPGs on consoles of things being a bit more actiony. Yeah, yeah. and I I kind of had a hunch that would happen because to me it felt like when they debuted the notion that this game would be a thing uh, at E3, I think everyone in the room was like, "This is for me," and I was sitting there going like, "No, it's not." This is for people who play video games in 2015. And that doesn't mean it's not for you. Mm-hmm. But if you grew up on Final, Final, Final Fantasy VII, this might not be what you want. Because I think this might skew more towards 
somebody who plays video games now and somebody who plays RPGs now because a lot of the stuff in Final Fantasy VII is is pretty old school. No, and I'm I'm completely okay with that. I mean, the materia system it depending if you like games where your characters are blank templates, yeah, you're really gonna like Seven's materia system. But if you want your characters to feel distinctive, they're gonna have to change something. Yeah, uh, because otherwise they're pretty much just slots for sticking the abilities you want them to have, and the characters outside of their annoying personalities don't actually have a lot that distinguishes them. Well, how do you feel um, about having having the option to switch between the two, or is that basically designing two completely separate games? Uh, I think that it's a lot of work. I would love the option. Uh, I think it would be great to have the option. That would be wild if it gave you the option of traditional turn-based battles or of more active action I mean, I feel like I've... I've played remakes. I, nothing's jumping in my mind right now, but I've played remakes of games or remasters of games that had old play styles and new play styles that kind of gave you the option. Chrono the Trigger did, but it was subtle on the yes, DS. Yes, yes. Uh, but, that's, but that's a, what I was thinking. It was a subtle change, though. I just though. played that recently on, on the DS. Yeah, and that, that did allow you to do that, but this would be a lot more work, yeah. uh, I'm guessing, if they're going for a full, like, like action-based combat system, it's going to be a lot different. And again, we're speculating here. But ATB is... I, I like it. Um, it's a fine way to play a game, but it's not the be-all, end-all of, of RPG controls. Yeah, and when you, I mean, like you mentioned some of the games, but when you look the Final Fantasy series over the past six, seven years, what like the looking at Crisis Core and Type Zero and yep. you know Lightning Returns, and then what we've seen of Fifteen and and Dusk Sky, um, it's definitely moving to a sort of real-time action-orientated uh, approach, which, again, I don't think is a bad thing, because I think everyone who played the 15 demo really liked it. Yeah, but I'm, that's I'm really curious cool. to know in 7 how they're going to implement certain things, like, you know, overdrives and whatnot, like how yeah. those are going mm-hmm. to... I don't know if it's going to be more like the paradigm system of Final yeah. Fantasy thirteen, or I don't know if they are willing to risk going full-on action, Yeah, sort of like Final Fantasy fifteen, and then lose sort of what made Final Fantasy VII's core mechanics, like losing some of that element. I just, I'm a little nervous about that, but I think what Brian said is very true, which is this is made for a younger generation who may not have the patience to do the whole turn-based. Totally. As long as I don't have to watch Knights in the Round animate, I'm fine. Uh, other than that, I'm good. <laughs> don't uh, you have 30 minutes of your life to waste? No, I don't. What if, no, you, I just, don't. What if you could pay for DLC to have it go by quicker? Uh, then I would like to burn my PlayStation. Yeah. I, I would like to see the animation at least once, though, because the summon animation in 15 was amazing. Oh, awesome. so that good. was so good. Like That brought a tear to my eye because like, Ramu was one of my favorite Final Fantasy IV summons, and to see yeah. that again... Was yeah, amazing. But that's so, also a worrisome thing. So I'm like, it's awesome to see it that one time when you're fighting the uh, what's what's the little monster's name? Oh, which one? The, 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 the behemoth. Yeah, the behemoth. behemoth. Yeah. Um, it was awesome to see that first time. But I'm like, man, if I had to watch this whole thing every time I do this. But they always had an option to shorten the animation too. Not like in seven, though, right? In seven, no. In, in seven, seven, seven uh, was notorious. I think. Or wait, or is it nine? I'm getting mixed up. In seven, I think you had to watch it. Yeah, I could be forgetting. I think you're right. Um, yeah, I think later ones they realized that people did not want to sit through ten minute summons. Over yeah. and over and over and so over. They and were over pretty. Again. They were pretty. And you had the load times, of course, with PlayStation. Even if you skipped things, you still had to wait for the animation to load before you skipped it. it was if fun. you're like me, you had a you had a drive that kept skipping. Oh, that's all fun. All the cutscenes, which was not fun. I yeah. tell you what, you were talking about the 15 animations and how beautiful they were. I I, I want a new Act Razor with that kind of scale. Like so that would be amazing. You have no idea how much that would please me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I love Act Razor. Yeah, well, I, that's because ActRaiser is sublime. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's like, we're just going to take SimCity and Rastan and make a video game out yep. of them. And for some reason, you put those things together, and it's great. Yeah, yeah. no, it's a great idea. You should have recommended uh, ActRaiser to Rygar guy. Mm-hmm. I think oh. Rygar guy really would have liked He would have loved that. Do people here know Rygar guy? Nope. Have you told Rygar guy? This, this that show? was a comedy button thing, oh, wasn't it? So. Rygar yeah. guy? Yeah. yeah. I told the story about the, this guy I met at a wedding <laughs> who recognized me and wouldn't stop. Uh What's what's a nice way to say <laughs> pestering? <laughs> uh, he just basically came up to me the entire night, uh, asked me questions about old video games if I remembered them or not. But he had this very thick uh, Southern New Jersey accent, which was like, "Hey Brian, before you go, let me ask you one more question. Have you ever heard of Rygar <laughs> for the Nintendo Entertainment System?" And I was like, "Yeah, but I'm trying to get a drink right now. Can we talk about this another time?" <laughs> uh, so yeah. Titular hero. There's some stuff with that. That's that's all good news. Yeah. Let's move on to something horrific. Yeah, this is a story. I'll I'll let you lead this up because this is... uh, God. All right. So um, recently we've seen a lot of bad... Bad news in the press about Konami because yep. they it's been sort of disastrous over there watching their their uh, once kind of strong armed game division lean towards pachinko machines and mobile games and their AAA games kind of withering away. Um, 
We saw Silent Hills get canceled. We saw yep. PT get pulled off the uh, PlayStation Store. It's it's a huge problem. We yeah. saw that entire relationship dissolve. Yeah, Kojima's we, name being Kojima's name is getting pulled off of the the front of the game. Um, and then we started reading stuff about how Kojima was impossible to work with. He was expensive. He was a diva. And it got me thinking, like, who's awful here? Is it Konami? Is it Kojima? Um, Konami has now uh, had the ball spiked right back into their court, and they've done they've done stuff that's more awful than pretty much I think any game developer that I've I've heard of outside of maybe uh, horror stories you heard from Zynga or yeah. the was the company that was working on uh, Rise that Xbox One exclusive oh, oh, where yeah. they were bragging about how many after uh, oh, how, yeah. many, how many dinners they had to expect how many children's yeah. births everyone missed yeah. <laughs> I'm playing Rise right now yeah. and it's just it's just weird and all you're thinking you're playing about Rise right now I'm, because I finally got my Xbox One to work oh, again. Oh, okay, cool. That's very. I was like, man, that's an odd. That's an odd one to revisit. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't um, revisiting it. Jessica grabbed Sunset Overdrive. Yeah. So uh, there was an article in a Japanese financial newspaper uh, that basically explained, and I guess they talked to people off the record who were working there. They were a talking about how much of a nightmare it is to work on um, Metal Gear Solid Five, mm-hmm. uh, and b how much of a nightmare it is to work at this company now. In 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 business ethics in Japan, there is sort of like this known quantity that it's you stick around for mm-hmm. the bad stuff, and there's a nobility to doing that, and you don't really get fired; you just get kicked down the rung of the ladder of the company, which means that CEOs can get put in a room with nothing to do but a, a, a blank stack of papers. They call it a window facing job, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Until they go crazy or commit suicide or get horribly depressed. Um, and in this case, we had some some stuff that's kind of like that because we had people who were kicked down the rung in Konami for not performing properly or not doing whatever was ascertained to be their jobs, mm-hmm. and were given jobs as people who are now suddenly cleaning up the sports club, <laughs> uh, which is I guess their version of a gym that was probably never used, yep. uh, and also just straight up being janitors, yep. just yeah. yep. cleaning up some turds on the ground. Yeah. Well, people were living in it's there. It's insane. It says. Uh, uh, any members of the staff, quote, deemed useless, end quote, are apparently resigned to other jobs, including assembly line work at Konami's uh, patchy slot machine factory, working as security guards, and even cleaning up at the company's fi- fitness yeah, club. Yeah, we, we've got this quote, too, which is horrifying. Like, th- If you're listening to this at your, and you're at work and you're like, man, my boss is a dick, or he's always checking my time cards, or I, I, you know, I have to work mm-hmm. overtime and blah, 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 and I don't get paid, totally agree. I, props to you for, for, for struggling through that. This will make you feel better. The culture at Konami is also explored, with cameras apparently placed in the corridors to monitor employee <laughs> movements, while time cards are used to monitor how long everyone is taking for lunch, with those deemed to be taking too long being named and shamed <laughs> mm-hmm. throughout the company. That's, that's what's yeah. really good. Uh, most Konami employees aren't given their own email addresses, while sales and PR staff uh, who have to communicate with outsiders do have permanent addresses. Many others have one that is routinely randomized every few months. So this, this baffled me, because how does that even how does that help anything? Yeah. I don't yeah. understand what that is aiming just, to accomplish. It's cutting off all external communication. Oh, and I've heard this right. Right. Like from people who have worked you know, in these places. Like These are not fabrications. These, this is not like, you know, uh, I don't know. These aren't like senseless stories. Like these are. This is kind of how it was. Which and, and you guys talked about the the Japanese business ethic culture. Yeah. I mean, traditionally, and again, a lot of things have changed a lot in Japan in the last 20, 30 years. But the idea was, yes, you're supposed to show your employer loyalty through the good times, the bad times. But likewise, that's supposed to be a symbiotic relationship. Your employer is supposed to show you loyalty mm-hmm. as well. And that when you suffer for the company, whether you be the one to take the fall or the one to give all the hours and the time or, or the one that lowers maybe your expectations so that you can stay at pace with the team, likewise, there's an expectation that you're supposed to be lifted up in those moments, that you're supposed to be protected, taken care of, mm-hmm. that, that that your job is going to be there, that what you did is, is going to remain relevant. And I worry very much that this is a sign of... of Something. I mean, this sounds a lot like the the rumors we heard coming out of Sega, yeah, um, yeah. a few yeah. months ago, and that's that's kind of a, a horrific thought. If corporate culture is degenerated to this point within an old Japanese company, that's a frightening sign. So yeah. a lot of a, uh, I mean, it's 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 sort of hard to understand this from our perspective, not just as Americans, but as as people who just consume video games. Right? Like we mm-hmm. want to go to a store, buy a game, and then and expect it to be good. That's the very little that we ask. We'll give you $60 in return, and we'll have a good time. Um, what a lot of people don't realize is that every major company basically bets. 
And in Konami's case, they made two major bets. One of them was Silent Hills, which yep. dissolved because it was basically like Guillermo del Toro was trying to hang out with uh, with Kojima, and Kojima was like, ah, I can't. My my stepmom's being insane. To get to <laughs> <laughs> I have to go clean the turret. I want to see. I want to. I want to hear that Kodak call. Yeah. Just like right. Right. Totally. <laughs> Back um, and forth. And two is Metal Gear Solid Five, which I've, for a number of reasons, as we talked about before, is I think partly Kojima and I think uh, partly, obviously, Konami, um, is way over budget, is still not out. It's I, I, I would say that's 100% why we saw them sell up a chunk of it last year yeah. for full price. Um, and I think when a company like this, of this size, takes bets like this, and one of them dissolves completely and one of them gets pushed down the line and gets more and more inflated uh, – that puts everything at huge risk because mm-hmm. they basically like movie studios do this in America. Well, they'll say, "Hey, we're putting everything on, you know, uh, pixels and uh, what, you know, what hot tub time machine four or whatever." Yeah. And then both those movies tank, and they're yeah. like, "We have to do a ton of layoffs," and then they don't have anything lined up in the next six months, and the studio yeah. closes, yeah. and all of a sudden, like that logo you saw before, something you liked for a very long time, it's is gone, gone. Yeah. right? And it's just gone forever. Cell phone games and pachinko are surefire money makers in Japan at this yeah. point, mm-hmm. or at least yeah. they, or at least they're perceived as such by the people who invest money to enable businesses to start new projects. So right now there are two big console pits. One's massively over budget. The other one's vanished, and they're looking at the people who would be willing to reinvest in their company. And they're pointing at the two things, and they're like, "Yeah, that's easy money. Of course yeah. we're going to make money on that. Yeah. How could we lose?" That's really bad news for us. Um, I think Konami could recover. I'm worried that they're going to go the way of SNK or mm-hmm. you know our Sega after Sammy bought them or yeah. you know. I mean, so what does that like? Where does that leave the properties though? Like, where do you think? So I, I guess what are like? Obviously, we're talking about Metal Gear and Silent Hill, but I mean the other notable Konami things are Castlevania and Suikoden. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know. Are there others? Uh, those are the ones that come to the uh, Gradius. Gradius uh, be yeah. another one. Um, and there's there's a few others. Um, I think that. That leaves those properties cell phone games in Japan and to a lesser extent here. And maybe they will license to other developers. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's, That's my hope. I I, 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 will see those license out. Go ahead. I was going to say, I see them kind of going, um, I, I, I see them kind of where Capcom is right now, where they're not out of business, but they're not necessarily pumping out these giant sort of I mean there was a time where you would get a game like Dark Void like every six months yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. sort of like Lost Planet yeah, yeah. Dead Rising these, these pretty big budget games yeah uh, that didn't turn around and do a ton of profit I'm th- I think Lost Planet did pretty well for them yeah. actually um, but now they're they're mo- they're focused on stuff like you know Mega Man Legacy Collection, yeah. which is awesome. It's them sort of championing their old old IPs again and doing so mm-hmm. in a way that probably isn't super expensive. Um, they remade the original Resident Evil. They remade yeah. Resident, Resident Evil Zero. Zero. They're making they're, they're making they're, Street Fighter Five. Yeah. And and with Capcom, there is one big difference, and that's that at this point, at least, they have Monster Hunter to hang their hat on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which totally. in Japan, it's difficult to overstate how big a deal that yeah. is. Yeah. So they're not at the point yet where they're sort of having that. That mid, I don't know if you guys remember Midway yeah. when they had that fire sale of their IPs yeah. and th- things just went out the door. And that's why you saw stuff like Paperboy was on sale for like $125 yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. No one bought it because why? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I wish I'd have bought it for one hundred and twenty-five dollars. I, I mean, I you, I, I trust you with that IP more than <laughs> I trust pretty much anybody else. If you could combine that IP with Mortal Kombat. Paperboy and Mortal Kombat? Mortal Paperboy Kombat. But I think... So hold on, is that that a a newspaper guy that that delivers newspapers that are about Mortal Kombat, or is it about a guy that goes (laughs) door-to-door to to people's houses killing... I'll tell you what it is. It's it's Ian Holm in Alien rolling up that magazine and shoving it down somebody's throat trying to choke them to death. That's what that looks like, except it's a newspaper instead of a magazine. Right, your version is real... Real weird. I don't yeah. know. I don't know why that Bilbo Baggins would do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Real yeah that, that's a movie where Robot Bilbo tries to like kill somebody with a rolled up magazine. Yeah. That's... So, uh, I, you know, I'm going to be honest with you guys. As a consumer, I am completely torn on what to do with a story like this. Yeah. Because you kind of you want to support the company making this game because it looks great. Uh, and you want to support the creator making this game because he's made awesome games for years. But I don't think I want to support a company that treats its employees like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And write down whenever that curse was. <laughs> no, I'm right. No, That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I know. I guess, and, I'm, and I'm torn. I, like, I don't want to like give these guys 60 bucks to save the the rec center from burning down or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the, the 
Like the the guys her <laughs> the the rec center thing is like an old joke about eighties movies yeah. where yeah. Like some evil guy takes over. Like the evil guy's already in the rec rec center. Yeah. Like I think giving him more money is he's just gonna glue more break dancers to the roof if, or whatever. If all these reports are true, if if this if this is valid, then then I guess you're sitting there thinking, Okay, look, do I not give them money so that they'll you know, continue to diminish out of the space and gradually just make these people go home, you know, dissolve and fire everybody? Yeah. Or do I give them money in the hope that with more financial solvency, they rebuild their corporate culture and become something worth sending I'm, money I to? I mostly it's, just want to f- the f- uh, bring a bunch of goats back to my home base. In yeah. Gear, so that's yeah. why I'm okay. money. Exactly. Uh, is that how it works? Is this fan of putting parachutes Which on goats? Which is a line for you if they made Snake a 15-year-old pretty boy. Is that, the, is that the cutoff point? Do you think that's what I mean, they're really fighting about? If he's doing something I mean, I, interesting. I would be totally okay with that. As somebody that has very little invested in the actual narrative of Metal Gear and yeah. just wants to tie a bunch of things to balloons. Yeah, I don't care what he looks issue. like. It's not a design issue. And to be fair, they sort of, with, with the, the back half of Sons of Liberty, made Snake 15 They sort of did. That's boy. a good point. Okay, yeah, nice naked blonde boy who covered his junk while doing cartwheels. Is this something that's common with Japanese game developers, but there's just so few now that we we don't read the what, story this much. this kind I, of this there was level a story that came out a couple months ago too about um people from people at nintendo talking uh-huh. about how there were nothing i don't think anything this bad there was nobody mm-hmm. like cleaning miyamoto's car or anything mm-hmm. like that but they're talking about uh just terrible conditions or you know okay now i i, I don't want to speak out of turn here because it's not like an expert on on japanese video japanese game, expert video, video you, game you culture lived japan, but i lived in japan i you know I, I used you know i taught english in a sony factory for a while i've been around people that work in japanese business english in a sony factory yeah what does uh, that mean yeah i taught english in a sony factory i taught sony factory workers how to speak english that was part of my job like I would go to the Sony factory in Minakamo uh, once every week and we had a little class and people would come out of the laboratory where the, there were people there that had worked on the PlayStation 2 prototype. It was really cool. Like, wow. Yeah, they had worked on the original uh, prototype, uh, helped build it. That's really cool. And uh, these engineers, uh, they were working on cameras now, actually, and they would uh, they would come in, and teach English there in the factory and then go home. They could, did, um, did you get a free PlayStation I? I did not. Uh, I did not get any uh, cool free Sony products. You didn't get for that. any free Sony products. I can't think of any. Did they ever uh, give you water or coffee? Uh, they in fact did give me both water and coffee and tea. Uh, that was that was the main gift. But um, but time. no free Walkman. No free Walkman. Saying. No free Sony. No Alpha camera, which is what they manufactured in that factory at that point. Um, anyway, uh, I knew a lot of people that worked in Japanese businesses and speaking in broad terms. And I do know some people that work in development houses now. Some Japanese development houses, I hear great stories out of. They're mm-hmm. really that people do work long hours. That's you, but that's video game development. It's like that way. I mean, think about the stories we've heard about people with you know cots in their offices and right. uh, you know and, and the video game support groups. Where I remember going to um, going to uh, GDC last year and going to a conference where people were talking about this. You know, these are developers coming up to the mic at the. Uh, at the um, oh I don't remember anyway they were talking about suicides in their business and mm-hmm. how that you know how that affected the workplace stress levels sleeping at work you know well, I, so like in you, Japan you, this you, kind of oh sorry if you know I was gonna say if you watch like indie game the movie you can see there's obviously people yeah. who are and you know I get it like I I put my head so far into my work that I'm dedicated I'm losing sleep and stuff like that yeah. but I think there's a difference between that level of dedication of yeah. like we are going all in on something we care about and working for a triple A giant video game publisher uh-huh. that frankly should have its shit together. Yeah, you know? when That's when why we got when, shocked yeah. at the rise thing, the Crytek thing cuz they were bragging about how many uh dinners they had to buy for people. Like and and people were saying, you know, like if you had a good project manager has a project spec'd out yeah. so that you're not buying people overtime dinners every other night and they're they, they, they get to go home and see yeah. their wives. Yeah. Right. Uh, this I I think that what we're going to find here is in some situations the overlords are oppressive and in some they're not. Yeah, uh, yep. And when they're, and also don't forget, this is a shame culture where uh, they talk about, you know, Japan or gaming, uh, Japan, especially <laughs> where, both, where shaming, taking the blame, things like that are an important part of that symbiotic relationship uh, sometimes. And that people are bullied and made examples of in adult life as well as in children's life. It's a very common thing there. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to us uh, from our culture necessarily, but 
it's something that happens. I'm not excusing it, uh, condoning it, or it's just something that takes place. Some of these stories I have no trouble believing at all based on things people have told me about their work. But I've also seen businesses where people continue to work at the same company for decades and find joy and reward in what they do. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, and sure. I, these both coexist side by side. Well, people, people so, also get into bad relationships or marriages yeah. because they're, yeah. they're easy or simple. It doesn't mean, you know, and then they just get lazy because walking away from something is sometimes harder than just sitting there and taking right. the punishment, you know? Yeah, but I, I doubt that, I doubt Konami is the only uh, Japanese uh, development or developer or, punish, or publisher where, uh, Punisher, listen to this, put it slip, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, developer or publisher where things like this take place. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just one of the ones we're probably hearing about again because they they have a lot of games that the Western audience is, is still excited about. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. The fact is this maybe is a broader discussion. Um, yeah. The industry really does need to grow up and change how their project management practices and employee relations work. Um, you heard it here first. Unionize. I've actually mm-hmm. been ta- I've been saying that for yeah. years. Uh, like I'm I'm friends with um, what's his name? Uh, older older <laughs> Pete huh? from uh, Mike Mike Morona from Pete and Pete, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's he's been doing uh, like uh, grip work on on film sets and, and TV shows for like the last 15 years. Ever, ever since he got off of the Nickelodeon show, he's like, I like being on sets. And he worked on Boardwalk Empire and he worked on Dexter and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And every time a season ends, his entire team moves to something else. And the video game industry, somebody works on a game, it ships and they fire that entire right. team. They lay yeah. them off. And those people scatter into different places. That's why you always see like, from the X-Makers of Blank, Metroid like, Prime yeah. and Banjo-Kazooie and, and Halo. Yeah. And Halo mm-hmm. comes something that all these people will We'll never get to see each other <laughs> yeah. again for yeah. when this is done the day it ships yeah that's why you read a company will ship a game and then dissolve the team working on it and it's it's become so common it's such commonplace practice that in the video game industry nobody's ever said like well why don't why don't we have a union of, of people that can move mm-hmm. from thing to thing like why don't we have a whole bunch of people that do awesome camera work but, that yeah. can move from thing to but thing? but aren't we told constantly in this industry you're lucky to have this job a million people want your yeah. job you're yeah. told yeah. that over and over and over and over again. You're lucky to have this job. You're lucky to get paid for something that people would love to do. Yeah, of there's course. a, you know, if well, that's terrible yeah. managers, they they yeah. will sort of pass down the don't rock the boat because you should be thankful you're here kind of thing, which is, in my opinion, just ludicrous. I think it's mm-hmm. unhealthy. Anyone yeah. who's in the industry is obviously good enough to be doing what they do, and yep. you should cherish hard workers and cherish yeah. talent. And artists. Yeah. yeah. And artists. Like, we can't sit around all day and say, like, are video games art or video games are artistic? Let's put video games in museums and then fire the artists every f- yeah. six months yeah. and, and hire a new artist. And in Hollywood, I mean, these, these guilds formed at a time when our country was, frankly, much friendlier to unions. Yeah. It is much harder to form a union now than it was when Hollywood was taking off and these groups formed. And even then you had the studio system to deal with and it really was, it was well into the, the life cycle of movie making that the studio system's back was finally broken yeah. and, and people were able to get out of ludicrous contracts. It would require a colossal effort in a very uh, top ownership friendly legal culture to make this happen. Yeah. It's not impossible, yeah. Yeah. but it would be a fight. It'd yeah. be really hard. Well, I think the biggest fear is that the union will uh, picket or protest or mm-hmm. hang back on the, on the lines, in which case a game would get delayed for six months, which happens anyway <laughs> <laughs> That's to really every funny. game. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, what do we know, right? We're just a bunch of people talking about a, a video game plastic box <laughs> still I, you know what at least but we're i just think about. it, it no, sort of feels is, like a goal, a goal towards it's, 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 it's a good it's a good start uh, it is a good start the things ought to change there's a lot that ought to change in this industry and, yeah. and we know that we know the working conditions are rough for people and certainly about this if so. you have if you have thoughts on this uh send us your letters to uh beyond at IGN. Is that it? <laughs> it's, lo- it's it's it's. I was gonna say it's a long week. It's beyond at IGN. Beyond at IGN. Send us your letters. What do you think about uh, the Konami situation? What do you think about uh, people working on video games in general? How should be they be treated? I think a lot of people are just like, oh, well, they get the- they have a dream job, but it's it's still a job. They're yeah. still working. They're still calling their wives and being like, I can't come home tonight because I screwed up making a sheep fly away in a balloon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's true. When I went to Uke's twice, they had like shampoo and soap under the desks because they would stay, take showers, stay overnight for days on end. Where yep. was this? If, the Uke's. Uh, yeah. The wrestling games? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. They, they made the wrestling, or they still uh, make. Yeah. And this isn't a new thing. Mega Man 2 was a night project. I mean, they were like, it, it, was, a, it was a work of passion, but the guys that... <laughs> You know, they, we're talking about like you know the, the late 1987 or the late what the, 1980s. What were they doing the other day? They, they're working on other games. 
and then they, cool they were like, "Oh well, we really want to make this game, so we'll just not sleep, stay here at uh, Capcom, and make Mega Man 2. God, they should have made ever a Mega Man game at night. <laughs> it was well, that's, awesome. That's yeah, one I of the reasons you Mega Man four, five, and six were day projects. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three was too, but the, yeah. but the uh, but two was a, it was a labor. Of Mega love. Man sixty four was definitely a day project. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was all after it was an after hours thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. The key to good games is like sleep deprivation and delirium. Well, that, <laughs> if that's the case, all that. games would be good right yeah, now. Right. Uh, but I, I like I like your theory. Well, wasn't that a Blood Dragon with some crazy yeah. like, story fe- like that? Yeah, yeah. It was like his. his, his See, I mean, some of the best. Oh, I didn't know Some that. of the best decisions in art, in music, in video games, especially, uh, have have come from technical limitations. Oh, I yeah. right. Think that's an okay challenge to overcome, but I don't think. That that should come from your bosses. Mm-hmm. I think that should come from the the ecosystem, the platform in which you're working on, and not the asshole at the top telling yep. you to sleep under your desk or clean the turds. Konami's <laughs> 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 full of turds. That's a problem. <laughs> no, I'm sure things are fine over there. Yeah, All right. absolutely not. Uh, but anyways, uh, PlayStation Plus. Is there a segue even? <laughs> On the happier news, uh, the PlayStation Plus lineup for uh, August has been revealed, uh, and it's some uh, real good games. Jared, ah, yeah, we got real good games. Well, these uh, real good games include Laura Croft and the Temple of Osiris. That game's a that game's a real good game. That's a real good it's, game. It's four players. You can play on one on one television. It's, on that one TV, it's a sequel to Guardians of the Galaxy, or what was it called? I don't Guardians believe it's Guardians of Life. Although if it were, that would it's be amazing. That'd be an wrong, wrong, wow. Wrong Guardians. You got that. You got that wooden guy running around. Yeah. yeah. He's all. If, if you if he you thought uh, the last Tomb Raider game was a kind of little too serious in tone, and you missed like the goofy, wacky dinosaur Pharaoh stuff of the old ones, yeah, uh, you'll like this game because it, it has some ridiculous playable characters. Mm-hmm. It's way more arcadey. Uh, it's top down, kind of three fourth angle, mm-hmm. sort of like, yeah, like Mario asymmetric. RPG. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some puzzles. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, okay. So we got that Lara Croft. That's a that's a real good game there. Mm-hmm. Then we got Limbo. It's also a real good game. Yes, it is. Which I feel like I feel like I that I I've been given that for free. <laughs> So am I crazy? No, uh, uh, PlayStation's done it before. Xbox, uh, Xbox does too, it right? all the time. I it's left an a, awesome game. I left a flip book of it on your desk once. Yeah, you that was flip weird. And the little oh, guy would walk around. I yeah. spent a lot of time doing that flip book. I did. It took a while. So spoilers: the the spider in Limbo uh, is he's very early on, and, yep. and you get you get you get a little bit of revenge on that on that man. Uh, <laughs> on <the side. laughs> whatever, whatever that thing I is. Wa- I got out of bed Saturday morning and walked into my living room, and overnight a spider had woven an eight foot web in my living. Room and I what? walked through it. Yes, How does that happen? I don't know. Yeah, well, it's ceiling to floor. Uh, that was would be like eight feet. Strain, or was no, it, like it was a web. Like it was like that an orb spider like web. Oh, he was he was like this big. No, I, I just I went to what bed. What year is it? I went to bed at like ten. <laughs> I woke up at nine. It was a Saturday, and I walked into my living room through that web. Uh, that was fun, and then the spider, dun, like dun, dun, he dun. was, yeah, he was, <laughs> he was immense, and I swung my like Hello Kitty notebook at him, and I missed him, and he fell behind the couch. And then I pulled the couch out and he was gone. And then I could just hear him behind me for the rest yeah, of the he day. Yeah, all ninety of his friends. Yeah, I was just like, oh, yeah, I had to leave finally. What an was... idiot that spider is to build a house inside of a house. Yeah, but uh, I mean, <laughs> he was trying to there. catch that. Maybe he was trying to catch me. But I yeah, don't know. He should have been there for okay. a lot longer. So he beyond could, that, he limbo, used um, more stealth. Maybe he could have stealth Inc. Two. Yeah, stealth featuring Inc. Two. A lot of. They're minion-esque yeah. characters. Those guys look yeah. like minions. They do kind of look like minions. Kind of minion-esque. So I Minion-esque. have not. I have not played Stealth Inc. Two. Another vibe. It is a puzzle platformer yep. that has stealth. So Stealth Inc. Two, really good. Uh, sound shapes. Uh, One of the best. Yeah. It will absolutely be included in our essential in essential fifty yeah. soon. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably do that one, yeah. what, one of, yeah. next week. One of the, yeah. yeah. Secret best level creator ever. Yeah. An amazing, uh, just oh like the most amazing blending of uh, phenomenal soundtrack with incredible platforming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so ingenious. Such a great game. And, the and ability, that's available on everything. And PS4, 3, and Vita. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you, Marty. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. It's just that crazy ability to like write songs and build levels mm-hmm. at the same time. That's just nuts. Yeah. Like, you're making music by building levels. You level. can jump around to a Beck, a Beck song in that game. You <laughs> can? Can you jump around to it? Yeah. Yeah, you do listen to it. Or you can sit perfectly still. I mean, what's how you probably gonna listen to the beginning of it because I think you gotta go further in the level to yep. hear more. Yeah. Uh Castle Storm Complete Edition. Uh Castle Storm is really groovy. Have you guys mm-hmm. play Castle Storm? No. Nope. Play the Castle Storm. It's no. it's, Castle it's totally worth my parents, so I'm not allowed to play it. Oh so we should be we should be clear that not all of these will be uh PS4, PS3, and Vita. They're right, they're they're scattered about, but I didn't put what uh, they're on in little parentheses. All of them, sound shapes is all of them. 
Yep. And Lara Croft, I think, is just PS4, right? Yes. Yeah. Castle Storm's Vita, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, now, the next one is specifically PS3. PS3. Yep. Uh, I yeah. think so. Yep. And that would be God of War Ascension. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, is the at 7.8, which is very, very good, is the lowest ranked game on this list by IGN score. So they are all just good, very yeah. good all the way to amazing, according to our yeah. scale. Yeah, Ascension's generally regarded as the worst of the... Um, God of War games, but that's sort of saying like Golden Abyss is the worst of the Uncharted games. Yeah, right. but it's still pretty good, and it's still pretty free. It's still so. pretty free. Yeah, I don't know if this. I might be reading into it, but I don't know if this God of War thing is a sort of prelude to uh, an upcoming announcement this year of finally details on the next God of War, which I feel like could happen at Paris Games Week or PSX maybe. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's definitely not going to happen at. Well, we're pretty sure it's not going to happen at Gamescom because Sony doesn't. Is is not squatting. At the yeah, un- unless there's they pull out a surprise out of nowhere, but I really doubt it. I think yeah. they have enough planned for the rest of the year. Yeah, but yeah. That's a man. That's just a really good lineup. Like, it's 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 absolutely ridiculous. Like we totally take that for granted. How how good of a deal that yeah. is. Yeah. I got a it was either a tweet or an email, and someone was talking about how they feel slighted a little bit because they're like, well, I just bought Laura Croft and Sound Shapes like a month ago. Yeah. Like, shouldn't I be able to get something too? And I feel like I don't quite know how I feel about that. Like, I get that you're like, well, by being a, a hardcore fan and actually adopting these things early, I'm missing out on freebies. But at the same time, for me, it's exciting because of these games you enjoy, uh, sort of a conversation reignites about them. Like, I think people are going to be talking about Limbo and Sound Shapes this month, and that's, that's awesome. That's a great point, yeah. Marty. Yeah, I, really I, remember, I remember talking about that with uh, Colin and Greg on, on an episode of Beyond last year where it, people were sort of kind of predicting the games that would become PS Plus games mm-hmm. based on kind of what they were. Like yeah. they said, you know, look at Shovel Knight. Like that screams PlayStation Plus. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was kind of like, why? And they're like, well, it's indie and pixely, and they're just going to give that one away for free. Uh I am so happy I got to play Shovel Knight the the day it came Wait, out. Yeah, you totally. know? yeah. Um, it obviously didn't come to PlayStation for a little while, but mm-hmm. that's that's there's there's some things you just jump on and you play them and you paid money to do that and it is good to pay money for it. the game of the year. Yeah, uh, which is yeah, what I, Shovel exactly. Knight was. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, if you want a Shovel Knight too, you have to help the developer. With exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, I'm a big fan, especially of like any games like that. Like if a game is less than twenty bucks, I will gladly pay for it. And there's going to be mm-hmm. a couple games you buy that end up being free, but there's also going to be a couple games that you'll get for free that you never would have bought. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. Lara Croft, I just skipped. And it just fell between the cracks, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, I'll play Tomb Raider when it comes out this fall." But this is totally awesome. Like, I'm yeah. gonna check this out and play straight through yeah. it. So, yeah, absolutely. Let's do. We've we've tried to do that book club thing before, but let's do that with Sound Shapes because I just oh, want to talk about Sound Shapes again. Sound sure. Shapes, so, so great. Play, download Sound Shapes, play it. Yeah. Uh, we'll start a thread on. It's cross by. I think it's cross save. Cross by, yeah. cross save. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll start a thread on the Facebook group. Send your emails about it to PlayStation Party. PlayStation Party. PSP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. It's Wait, good. that's already a thing. You Damn it. You are welcome. <laughs> it's good on everything, but I think if you have a Vita and have the choice, play it on Vita. I feel like it, it, yeah, I play it's it on even Vita. better there. Right. Real good stuff. Marty, speaking of PlayStation Plus, what is this bonus gift? What are we talking about here? Jared, how, how do I get it? What is this bonus well, gift? I don't know, because as of the beginning of the show, it still hasn't been announced. Yeah. Uh, so apparently people that were very early adopters of PS Plus five years ago are getting sent emails today, and there's some kind of special gift. I didn't get but, an email yet. But uh, as of the beginning of the show, those don't seem to have gone out yet, so we okay. don't know what that gift is. That was based on a news story that was on IGN this morning. I was hoping by the time we came in here, we would know what that is, but we don't. So Wait, there's something something special coming in, you, in theory. If you've been subscribed since day one, which is five years ago, mm-hmm. uh, check your email. You're you're getting something cool. That's the idea. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. We don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah, I don't know. This could range anywhere from here's a free game or here's choose one of these four games to here's 10, 15, 20 if you bucks in credit, yeah, this, is, if you, this is one of the times where I want something physical. Yeah, you know, like oh I wow, want, I want a cool, cool statue. Well, I will mail you a taco. What, what kind of taco? Uh, maybe. How about uh, how about uh, Del Taco taco? No, that's disgusting. Well, I know. Well, actually, if you mailed it, it'd I'm probably poor. be fine because it's yeah, it'd be the same. It'd be petrified. It'd be <laughs> yeah. like completely, completely different. Like, I'll, I'll take a Choco Taco. A cho- oh, you want me to mail? But are we all melty? You don't have to mail anything to me. We work ten feet from each other. Okay, I will give you a Choco Taco because yeah, they're delicious. And I'll, and I'll buy, I'll buy, I'll buy one for myself as well. That sounds great. Why okay. don't we just get Choco Tacos together? That sounds together. good. You want, you want one? You want a Choco Taco? Okay, well, I don't want to deal with the post office at all. Okay, I don't think, I don't think I've had a Choco Taco in oh. about 15 years. So your PlayStation Plus bonus gift is buy yourself a Choco Taco. <laughs> that is the gift right there. Go out there. Now, what they are is they are tacos made of Chacos. <laughs> they are an ice creamy, delicious snack. 
That's right. Yep. Main Delectable. ingredient, Chaco. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Second ingredient, taco. Taco. You put those two together and you got it. Yeah, you'll The name says it. it all. Uh, it contains no meat or vegetables. Nope. It's actually just types of dairy and some chocolate and the wafer. Yep. And it's delicious it wafer. It crumbles apart, but it's great. <laughs> a sugary it's a shell. Mess. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. And this has been uh, Brian and Jared describe food. It's it's actually we'll Let's it... Taco Chaco Tacos. <laughs> exactly. A Let's Chaco Taco. Yeah, Let's oh, Chaco wow. Taco. Yeah. Mm, we could put meat on it, I suppose, or salsa, but that'd be weird. You guys, right. that, would, that would be disgusting. That would not taste very good. Have you You're... eaten that scorpion on your desk yet? No. It's oh, in a lollipop. I'm I know. I'm saving it for a day where I'm sad enough to eat a scorpion <laughs> lollipop. <laughs> I'm waiting. Which luckily hasn't happened this well, year. Well, you eat weird stuff on the site, so I, I, that's, you know. Well, I, when, I do it, when I do it on camera, it's a different story. Well, yeah, but I bought you that to eat on camera. How am I supposed to eat a lollipop on camera? You know how disgusting that sounds? Well, it's got a scorpion in the middle. You're worried about the yeah, lollipop want, part? Like, what, what, you want to sit there and close up of... just slovenly, slowly <laughs> lap around the outer, outer exterior of a lollipop well, to reveal a, a dead scorpion? <laughs> no, I want you to eat, like, reveal and then eat the scorpion. That, that sounds like a idea. Dark Souls sequel. <laughs> it does, actually. Dark Souls right. sequels look great. All right, so we don't know what the surprise is, what this present is. No. We still have no idea. All right, well, uh, let us know if you got one. Uh, if you don't want it, send it to us. <laughs> Yep. If it's Chaco Taco, do not mail it <laughs> do because it will be it. a weird pile of milk by the time we get it. We do not want that. Maybe it'll become butter by the end. It'll be churned up in the mail and the milk will turn into butter. Speaking of churned up in the mail, I churned up a few questions by going in the Podcast Beyond Facebook group where you can go and join a ever-growing group of amazing, wonderful, like-minded individuals. Uh, we do a quick section there called Rapid Fire where I will pop in, ask questions, and pick Five to seven of them completely arbitrarily. Actually, I usually try to pick the best ones. Yeah, you absolutely do that. Um, and I asked them to the show as fast as possible. So this is rapid fire. Number one, Sebastian Thrower asks, what are the best video game romances? I bring it up literally every week. Vincent and Catherine and other Catherine. Megan gave me a face like, those those don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, Megan, what, do you, what video game romances? What's been done well? Uh, pass. Wow, yeah. Pass. Yeah. It's, yeah. Really, it's really hard. I, I, there's, a, there's a lot that I really like, and so I can't just pick one. Sorry. Can I pretend Wally's a video game so I can say Wally and Eva? No, Jesus Christ, it's a movie. <laughs> I know. But I, want, I, want, I know, but it's uh, My favorite video game of all time is Casablanca. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, I think Catherine works well. I think just going on, on the Atlas train, I think stuff from Persona 4 works really well. I, um, I actually like the, uh, the, the stuff that happens in the Uncharted games. Yeah, because yeah. it's 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 actually a more realistic romance where the the woman's angry because the guy's being a total idiot. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. Like and being a complete selfish yeah. asshole. And I think that's kind of a little better than just sort of like the old princess trope of being like, save this girl, she needs yeah. help. It's like it's one character that's like, why are you doing this to the other character? The other one being like, because I have to. I'm a dude. Yeah, I think it's very smart. It's very well handled. Yeah, I, I've done the thing before where I've created myself and like my my spouse in the sims mm -hmm. and tried did, to live out our lives out? it ended terribly i think i like died my own urine in a swimming pool or something um but well you can't die if you pee in a swimming pool can you well you can if somebody takes the ladder out and you run out of strength and drown <laughs> which i think is what happened <laughs> it just looks mortified you know that was not a good romance no it's fine <laughs> Number two, Walter Wayne, not Pierre the Third, which sounds like the name of a dude that would give you a haunted house. <laughs> Asked, why did you guys decide on game journalism over another career within the industry? I don't know. I never really wanted to. Uh, I guess because reading the Konami story, stuff like that. <laughs> no, stuff like that is why it's it's very tough to sort of be like I want to go head down on one thing for a long time. Yeah. I think I can answer for a bunch of people in, in the building, and you guys can answer for yourselves. Is that um, we're very scatterbrained here at mm -hmm. IGN. We like to work on a lot of different things. Like I like to be able to to one day I'm doing a video with Sergeant Slaughter, and the next day I'm in here talking about Konami and turds in the pool and Chaco tacos and Chaco tacos. And the day after I'm on a Mario Maker live stream. Um, when you work on a game or you do PR for a game, you're kind of head down on one specific thing mm -hmm. for a very mm -hmm. long time. Yeah. Um, and that's why it takes a certain type of individual to really have that kind of focus. And I completely lack that. So that's cool. that's my answer. Yeah. Now, for me, writing is just one of the three things in life I'm good at. Yeah. Yeah. What are the other two? Uh, drinking and knowing which way the ocean is. Um, wow. Yeah. You'd have been great on Lewis and Clark's expedition. Yeah. Can we talk about your two-year gap? 
<laughs> we don't have to. We don't have to. We'll, talk, we'll talk about it next week. Okay, so we'll talk about it next, yeah. week. next week. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. We have a. We you waiting a, for Goldfarb on that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. We have uh, a PlayStation Plus oh. bonus surprise from uh, from Marty Sleva next week on Podcast Beyond. Yeah, we're gonna learn about a little bit of a surprise. It's pretty Marty amazing. It's the best thing that ever happened. Um, um, number I, three. Oh, sorry. no, you no answer. Go I did. It. Sorry, sorry. I, we're. No, I, no, panic. Uh, <laughs> Did you just get possessed? No. Don't pee the pool again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I never, uh, I never intended to do this. Uh, this was a complete accident. Um, I started writing about video games in my, uh, gosh, I guess early 30s um, out of joy and because I liked writing. And uh, I was working in completely different careers than what I'm doing now. And uh, it all kind of fell together. So I ended up in journalism because I found a nexus where – two of the things in life that are somehow like two of the rarest jobs in the world are working in video games and writing and somehow i found a place where i could do both those things at the same time like that's yeah. that's like the best thing ever being a, I, I, yeah being a king is pretty rare yeah but but like but yeah it is pretty rare it's rarer but it's 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 hard to get paid to write full time about anything right uh and it's hard to get a job in video games and to have both of those at one convergence that's just the best it's a good place to uh, be absolute accident that i ended Megan? up here I love writing. I love video games. Voila. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Boom. Perfect. Crush it. Number three, Josiah Byler. I think that's how you name it. Josiah? Josiah. Uh, is it J and H? Well, it's probably Josiah. Uh, occasionally it's Josiah? Josiah, but it's, you know, we're going to say Josiah. Josiah Byler asks, if you had to go back in time and explain what a video game was, what one game would you take with you and why? I'm assuming he means to before video games existed. Yeah, so oh, wow. you, you go back in time and you hope people don't throw flip, rocks at you, yeah, and flip kill the app you, out. burn you for being a witch. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Jesus. Um, probably, uh, probably Pac-Man because it's instantly comprehensible, um, but gets the idea across of what's you know, it's it's abstract. It's not based on any real world thing, so they get the idea. Oh, look, it's a fantasy, but you can figure out what you're supposed to do in Pac-Man in like a minute. Uh, and there's very simple control interface, four directional movement. Uh, people That's would good. get it, and it would it would get the, and then they'd be like, "Oh, what else could I do?" See, my fear is that no matter what you showed them, they, they would think it was a video of the future, like you were trying to show them something that was going to happen. That's interesting. <laughs> It'd be like, "Who is this yellow it, man, and why is he trying to eat all my one, ghosts?" At one point, did these ghosts show up? And oh. also, what's a pretzel? <laughs> that, that, well, pre pretzels have been around a long time. Pretzels? Yeah, pretzels have been a really long time. Actually, yeah, yeah, pretzels. Uh, pretzels have been around for for ages. Pretzels yeah. have been around longer than apples. So, no, that is untrue. <laughs> um, they make a lot, lot of pretzels fruit. in Pennsylvania. They're good too. Uh, but Pennsylvania? I think it's whoa, Pretzylvania. Get us out of here. Oh, Pretzylvania too. Simon's Quest. Um, oh. No, this uh, this. But it's kind of like the thing about uh, what's it? How do you explain what an explosion sounds like to somebody who's never heard one? You just like, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's inherent there's inherent problems with with this. Yeah. I thought he was gonna get it. We were gonna end up in a history lesson about bathtubs if we had stayed on this. Keep going. Keep going. Why do you why do you let me on this show? I don't show? know. I don't know. Marty, I'm so sorry. Uh, I don't always want to be the guy who's like, I'd want to show everyone journey. journey. But I want to show everyone journey. <laughs> That's all right. That's yeah, great. nobody back then knew about what it was like to walk across an empty <laughs> desert <laughs> or slowly trudge up a mountain. <laughs> Well, animal noise is playing in the background. <laughs> Megan, save us. <laughs> I was just going to say Pong because that yeah. is super simple. Like, yeah. they did have an ancient form of tennis. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, they just you... played it with human heads. <laughs> yeah, because pretty <laughs> but much. Yeah, that like, is... Here's a happy alternative. Instead of using human heads, you can get this ball. That is, a that is a game where that's like the epitome of, okay, don't freak out. Mm -hmm. This is going to be really weird, but it's not too crazy. Yeah. yeah. And you see Pong and it's like that's insane but I can handle it whereas yeah, you're like watch this it's Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't freak out. Yeah, here's but there's the a world of inside murder. of this thing. Yeah. Pong Pong is Pong's a great choice. I think my issue with Pong would be a lot of people would be gathered around the hypothetical self-running television that you brought back in time <laughs> through your time machine that they would not too busy throwing rocks at out of fear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they would wonder 
where the ball went when it went past the paddle. Oh, <laughs> I, like, I, I used to have Is this... it in the world now? <laughs> no, I used to have this cat, and when I would watch racing, like NASCAR on TV, and the cars went off screen, she yeah. would run around the side trying to find yeah. find them. Yeah. yeah could... She's a stupid animal. Yeah. <laughs> that would happen. I feel like if I showed someone res, I could just become their god. <laughs> like, yeah. they, would, they, would, like, they would defy all religions of the time. That's actually you know? really smart. We didn't really think about that. You could show people certain games, and you, you would just look like you were a deity from 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 space. Yeah, you probably would. Yeah. yeah, but they might try to sacrifice you like the Ewoks did. All right, and number five is the last one we're answering. Andrew McCune asks, "Hamburger helper." It was supposed to say hamburger helper. I just put in hamburger, <laughs> hamburger yeah. help. It's hamburger helper. Yeah, you're nice. Nay. I'm going with nay. That's nay. a, that's a yeah. hard nay. It's, yeah. And it's also, nay works because Hamburger Helper is also made of horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what, I'm going to say what I what, what I usually say about, how do you feel about Hamburger Helper, Megan? Have it's you ever had wrong. it? It's wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. It's wrong. Is yeah. it the, Very it's wrong. It's really just a spice pack. I mean, yeah. right? It's just like like ground up meat and then you throw a spice pack so in here's it. The thing. I, I think some bo- noodles. Both of those words independently are very important. Love hamburgers, love helping. Helping is important. Yeah, it is. Um, I think the second you have a disembodied hand that talks with a mouth on his <laughs> palm that screams about making dinner for your uh But they're very honest about family. what it's made of. Yes. 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 It's <laughs> hamburger. Yeah, it's not horse. It really it couldn't be horse because you'd have to use horse meat because you don't, you don't hamburger helper contains so. You have to, you have to, you have to supply your own hamburger. A lot of people make that's a very rookie move for hamburger helpers. You go to the store and you think it's a self-contained meal. Yeah. It is if it's the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> If you're eating Hamburger Helper without hamburgers, then you're probably in a bunker somewhere. Do, do you remember the Hamburger Helper jingle about mom? If mom is divorced and dad's not coming home, it's Hamburger Helper and you're all alone. I think that was it, right? So, all right. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the podcast. Beyond. That was a ride. That was, man. Jesus Christ. All over the place. Oh, this is a good one. That's beautiful. Um <laughs> Jared, you want to close us off with the essential fifty? Absolutely. Um, since Christ. I will never be back on the show again, I'm going to. I might be the one that's never going to back account. No, uh, this week uh, let's do Klonoa Door to Fantamil for mm-hmm. ye old PlayStation. Yep. Uh, going back in the time, so Klonoa uh, was one of the earlier versions or uh, earlier renditions of a 2.5D platformer. Yeah. Uh, it was a period of time where 2D was out and 3D was in, and nobody cared about 2D platforming for a while because you know we had this kind of cool technological revolution going on, and we had just had. 10 solid years of 2D platformers and people kind of forgot that you could make good ones still that did original things. And for a while they were considered completely dead. So Klonoa comes out in the middle of all this and is soundly ignored by everybody for several reasons. One, because it sounds like an STD. Um, That's that's uh, not incorrect. uh, Two, because it starred a character, a mascot character that looked kind of like Yakko Warner. Uh, with Pac- Pac-Man on his hat. Yeah, I'm, I'm still. I'm, I th- what, what kind of animal was that? Uh, I don't know what Klonoa is. Is Klonoa a cat? I, I don't know. Like cool I, really, I don't know. Cat? He's he's like a long-eared like a skunk. thing. Well, he's a. I'm not even <laughs> so sure Klonoa's an animal. Yeah. No, well, let's explain. You know, I don't don't want to spoil the whole thing, but Klonoa's origin is is part of how it, how, how the whole thing wraps up. Who's have you guys played? Klonoa? Yes, I have. Okay, yeah. did, I you, get the, did you get to the end? Got a real sad yeah. ending. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's and that's the. So this game. Wrong place, wrong time, nobody cared, nobody bought it. Um, it was reissued for the Wii a few years ago in a great version that was soundly ignored. Uh, but this, go out and find this thing. Uh, you can have a hard time finding it on PlayStation. Go find the Wii version uh, mm-hmm. if you can't. It is a superb yeah. 2D platformer. It's Just really wonderful. It feels almost like it has a kind of a jumping on top of things and grabbing a midair mechanic that sort of feels like if Super Mario 2 had ever had a sequel... Yeah. I think it would have felt something like Klonoa. Sure. And uh, and it explored a lot of things that you, you don't really see done since. It had a Rayman-ish kind of floatiness to it, um, but you grab the stuff in midair and use that to vault yourself higher, and the puzzle levels got harder and harder as you went on. But but it, but it was never like annoying puzzle platforming where you couldn't figure out what to do. It was just like, I've got to go here, and then here, and then here, and then here. And you had that sense of precision, like you get in a really good Mario game where you're just like on fire, mm-hmm. and you feel like you can't do anything wrong, and it, oh, yeah. it's so good. And the melancholy turn it yeah. takes gets, gets and, real sad. And that ending for game star, we're gonna have to talk about that for af- games, after the show for game star and cat skunk. Oh man, that yeah. Let's yeah. not spoil it for people. Yeah, but but it is it is positively it's like A. A. Milne Winnie the Pooh ending like awful. It's just 
tears your heart out. Winnie the Pooh die at the end of Winnie no, the Pooh? No, oh. Winnie the Pooh, the, the kid's like, I have to stop imagining you're alive now. Yeah, the kid's like, I, I have to grow up, and I'm not ever allowed to come back to the Hundred Acre Wood again. And then all the but, animals eat each other. No, <laughs> but Pooh, like, he's a very, very little brain, so, like, Christopher Robin takes him off to tell him this, and Pooh can't understand. And Christopher Robin's, like, trying to tell him, and Pooh's just like, I don't get it. And he has to leave Pooh alone, confused, and friendless forever. So does Winnie the Pooh go crazy and eat? Ah, uh, we never that see that part. That's the he's, Brian Altano he fanfic. Screaming honey, and he just tears them all apart. Yeah, <laughs> he's just so. it with you. Oh, and ER is like I knew the whole time. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, so Klonoa could have been. I mean, it, it almost could have been an NES game. Two button, you know, a, a cross pad and two button controls. Mm-hmm. Very, very, uh, very traditional. But the level designs and uh, and the character control yeah, are, are great superb. Soundtrack. Great yeah, soundtrack. And, I think that and the, the Tomba games are the best 2D platformers on. Uh, oh, Tomba, interesting. I'll talk about that sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Stars a naked boy. Well, he's yeah. got some former pants, but he's mostly naked. I yeah, he was a skunk. <laughs> Sym- <laughs> Symphony naked skunk man. Symphony of the Night is the best game on the original PlayStation. It's certainly the best like 2D game. Mm-hmm. But Klonoa is hands down the best precision platformer on the on the system. Boom! There Sweet. you go. Wow. Accepted. Accepted. That was good, Jared. Thanks. Let's talk about the sad ending someday. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, we'll go around the table quick with Twitter plugs and and something that you want people to see or watch or Aww. something that you worked on. Jared, we'll start with you. Okay, so my Twitter handle is PettyCommaJared, P-E-T-T-Y-C-O-M-M-A-J-A-R-E-D. Uh, something to check out. Uh, we did a um, seven video game movies worth watching last week. Yeah, I think that's that was still awesome. floating around. Yeah. Uh, check that out because those are pretty good movies. And there's a lot of crappy video game movies, but a few good ones. Uh, go out and watch a couple of those yep. if you don't mind. Right. Uh, my Twitter handle is Agent Bizzle, and the thing that I'm really, really excited to tell you guys about is that on August 14th, that's Friday. This is actually happening. August 14th at noon, Max Scoville and I are bringing back Up at Noon. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. And it's live, so you can interact with us on the fly. You can uh, catch us off guard, and we're gonna we handle that. We have Ryan that. Reynolds. Video bomb you again? <laughs> Ryan Reynolds will video bomb us every episode. He's legally obliged to do that. Um, and uh, it's we're really excited about this. If you like all of the the kind of dumb off topic stuff we're, that we do on this show, sometimes that I know a lot of you get mad about because we do too much of it here, uh, we'll try to do more of it there so there's less of it here. And we can get back to talking about Winnie the Pooh eating his friends <laughs> and the history of pretzels. <laughs> so that's up at noon live August 14th. Max Scoville and I will be both uh, guest hosting at the same time. So that's it. Come join us. We're gonna have fun. That's awesome. You, you were complicit in all of that, Choco Taco Boy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Awful. Big time. Megan? If you love JRPGs, wrestling, or anime, hit me up on Twitter at Megan, M-E-G-H-A-N underscore IGN, and I will be happy to talk to you about those yeah. things. And you're also you, you're also on another IGN podcast. I am. What's the I'm name of that podcast? IGN Anime Club. Woo! Which goes which up. Which is blowing up. Yeah. Yes. It's getting big. It's, it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Yes, I had people recognize me at Anime Expo, and that was really? that's awesome. That, oh, that's was, awesome. that tripped yeah. me out because it was thousands of people, and we had just started. And I was yeah. like, no one Some, me. Somebody uh, messaged me the other day, and they, they watched the podcast Beyond Video for the first time, and they're like, "Oh man, I didn't know you guys record in the Anime Club studio." I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's awesome. awesome. I was like, we've been with the show for going on for like ten years. <laughs> yeah, nice work. That's yeah. great. That is yes. awesome. Nice work. What about you, Marty? Yes. I love that. Yeah, check out Anime Club. You guys do that every week. Uh, I am on Twitter at McBiggity. Uh, I my review for Rare Replay will be up by now. That's the, that is the opposite you, of a PlayStation it? game. A nine. All right, nine point zero. Wow. It is uh, anyone who who is interested in video game history uh, should check it out. It's sort of a new benchmark for uh, how compilations and and sort of historical relics yeah. should be treated in video games. And then the next uh, review I'm on, which is. Uh, more applicable to this audience is everybody's going to the rapture. That's oh, right. nice! Um, that probably won't be up till maybe before next episode, but we'll see when the embargo is. Cool. cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, that was podcast beyond episode four hundred and five. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Check it out on YouTube. Watch it on IGN. Uh, however you consume it, we are always grateful. Um, shoot us an email at. Uh, beyond at ign.com. If you have a question, comment, or concern, join the uh, Facebook group Podcast Unlocked. Podcast Beyond. Oh! <laughs> oh! I delivered this message twice a week. You get the hell out of here, you I traitor. Twice a week. Oh my God. He fell apart right there at the end. Oh, you tripped at the finish line. Unbelievable. That is unacceptable. <laughs> beyond, you piece of trash. Beyond. 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 And I guess Podcast Unlocked, too. <laughs> 
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.